new series. Um, we're in the series called Storyteller. Um, this is uh, by bleep, reverse. <laughs> My name is Alex Perez. We got Adam Myers, youth pastor, going father. On. Yeah, youth, youth pastor, father, and student motivator. Yes. And also behind all the the uh, social media stuff too. Right now. Yeah. Right now. We're so looking, we're looking for someone though. Yeah, we're hiring. We're hiring. Um, <laughs> if uh, you're willing to accept zero as your paycheck every week, uh, we'll take you. We <laughs> will take you. Yeah. On. We'll take you on. All right. So. Um, um, anything going on this week? Actually, today's February second. Yes, couple uh, things today. Couple things today. It's Groundhog's Day. It's ground. It's Groundhog's Day. I don't know. If, I don't know if he saw a shadow or not. Did uh, Punk Punxsutawney Phil? Is that what it is? Tony Phil. Punxsutawney Phil. Did he mm-hmm. poke his rear's head out? I don't know. I was too busy selling soup, baby. <laughs> Super Bowl. Today was soup. Super Bowl, and uh, yeah, we did a fundraiser today. It did very, very well. We highly appreciate that as a youth yes. group. So now we can start taking. Everybody to camp. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, a couple more, a couple more soups we got to sell to cave everybody camp. But oh, okay. yeah. But no, it was great. Big yeah. turnout by the church today. We crushed last year's number, and man, we are so thankful. North always, they always show up. Yes. Great place. It's good. It's good. So that was good. And then tonight. Tonight. What is tonight? Tonight is the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm Rammer House. My team's gonna win the 76ers, baby. They're. It's not, there's not a 76ers in the football team. We can make a bet. You want to bet on that? No, no. I used to live in Vegas, and I know that you don't take a bet that you know you can't win. It's true. So (laughs) we can't promote betting on the podcast. No, it's not good either. No. Yeah, so my hope for the Super Bowl, above the commercials, above the halftime show, above even who wins. I do love the commercials. I just want to see how many people we can cram into the Brammer House. Every year it's been more. (laughs) So I think the first year we had 50. Last year we had 70. I'm hoping we get 90. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping that... Yeah, I'm hoping that we just shake that house up, but it's going to be fun. It's always a good uh, night. That Yes, that's a multi-level house, but uh, we could probably cram it with 40, 50 people. Yes, I mean, you imagine but, if we uh, get 90 plus, that would be a story to tell. Uh, a- Angie, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be a story to tell. Actually, speaking of story storytelling, another one in the series is called Storyteller. Um, uh, I thought the first talk today was really good, uh, opening it up with uh, uh, the parable prodigal son, mm-hmm. not the parable. It is a parable, parable of the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son, which is really good. And the bottom line was to tell them, to let them know that uh, you don't have to be fixed to be found. Mm. Yep. Like it, you don't have to be fixed. Mm. You can be found. Like that's the main thing. Um, and we, we want to make sure our students know, uh, or that they can see that they can, they can have a relationship with God regardless of the mistakes of the past. Yeah. So, yeah, you you have the mistakes, but you can have a relationship with God. It doesn't stop that. Um, I think one of the one of the things when I when I read that I hear, you know, oh, when I show up to a church, uh, lightning's going to strike, or the building's going to catch on fire. Um, and I've, I've yet to see that happen. No. I mean, there's probably a story somewhere. <laughs> if, you search, if you search hard enough, you're going to find yeah, something that happened. Yeah. The, the coincidence of that happening. That, I mean, I, yeah, that's, it could happen. That's not how God operates. But it's true. And I, that's, that's the problem that holds us back so much is that there's so many of us that have made enough mistakes and we've gone far enough. Yeah. And we just think there is no way I can get back to God and 
that's not true. It's not true at all. Yeah. So um, um, with this whole storyteller um, series, I, I kind of like because it's the name and, and you can see the books and the design behind us. It's just about the stories that we tell, the stories that we live, the stories that we hear about, the stories that we write about and the stories that we're living. So, you know, if, if you do walk into a church and it lightnings and catches on fire and then uh, you get saved like we want to hear about that story because that's a really good story that's a really good story so that you should get saved if you walk into a church you better get saved you better get saved because it's time oh, um man. speaking of story let's start from the beginning um back in the day do, is there a storybook or a story that you remember um the most or you remember from back in your childhood yes Berenstein Bears, Don't Talk to Strangers. Okay. That book was terrifying. <laughs> so the Berenstein Bear books was a series of books, and each one was meant to teach you a life lesson. And okay. they did the one called Don't Talk to Strangers. Right. And just straight up, the book was creepy from the beginning, because the whole point of the book is to scare you into never talking to a stranger again. And there was this moment in the book where the papa bear is talking to the baby bear and he's telling him a story of this this duck okay this woman duck and she was out shopping and she met mr fox and mr fox was real cunning and sly and so mr fox talked mrs duck into coming over for dinner okay well mrs duck didn't know was she was dinner and mr fox ate mrs duck and i just <laughs> It was terrifying. What? It was terrifying. What? I don't. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't even. I was so scared to talk to strangers. I didn't even talk to anybody in my own family. I was just traumatized for. I'm still. I still won't read the book. That was it. I never forget that. This book. was a kids' book. Yes, it was terrifying. It was a kids' book. Mrs. Duck. Uh, I guess technically they're not corn. Uh, cannibals they're actually eating yeah the food chain yeah so but, i mean i guess uh, she thought she was coming for dinner she was dinner she was wow dinner. yeah that was that was scary man so um actually thinking about this this question for me i i don't i don't remember what like what were what was big was like the the cat in the hat um, the yeah. dr seuss books yep. like those were memorable and not only were they memorable but they keep getting brought up every year after year after year mm -hmm. it's like oh the cat in the hat like yeah i remember uh, yeah. green eggs and ham the classic i was yeah. reading, i was reading the cat in the hat book to uh to my six-year-old yeah the other night so they're kind of those eternal books that yep. just never go away yep that's a way better book than don't talk to strangers what what book do you think nowadays would be like like stand out like for me i think all the Harry Potter books are still mm -hmm. strong. Like they, those have been like what, ten years ago, fifteen years, years ago? Yeah, at least yeah, ten years ago. And those are still going strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, you know, and every time something, I mean, Harry Potterish comes out, then people kind of go nuts over the books again. But yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But there's a Harry Potter world and. There's all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, I miss I miss when those books came out. Those was that were exciting. There was there's something special about reading a story. Yeah, stories are really powerful. Yeah, and I mean, so there's things that like are memorable out of all of those books. So why do you think that stories are so memorable and can affect us so much? I think. Um, I think it's because we want to be a part of something that's bigger than us. We want to be a part of the story. Yeah, and. 
you know, we really, it's a gospel thing. It's because there's, there's this desire inside of us to have this relationship with God and we want to be a part of this greater thing. And so because of that, I think when we read a story, it has a, such a big impact. And that's why we love movies so much and we get so yeah. drawn into to stuff we, that's on Netflix. We want to be the hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we want to be the hero because I think we all know something's wrong inside of us. There's yeah. a brokenness in us and we want to fix it and we definitely don't want anybody else to fix it. Right. Because that's, you know, that's tough to admit when you're wrong and you need help. So you're right. But you said we want to be the hero. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, every, uh, movies are kind of changing that a little bit, but... Um, but anytime we see a movie or read about, you know, a certain person, it, there's got to be a hero and a villain in order for us to um, see ourselves with the hero. If the hero just kind of went through a day-to-day life, mm. it would be uh, basically, that would be the first time I've ever read a vlog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, like, hey, I'm, this guy just woke up and he's eating cereal and uh, he stubbed his toe. Um, and uh, he flipped on the TV and he went to work and he came back home and he went to bed. Yeah. Great. I don't really see myself in that hero's shoes at that point. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's other things that happen in, mm-hmm. in the story. Villains, um, uh, whenever they write movies, they say that they have to um, almost without killing the, the main character, just give them a hard life a hard yeah. time and that's what makes people love those characters well it's that's why jesus told stories mm-hmm. all the time parables yep <laughs> parables because they revealed two things they revealed who we are sometimes it's hard to describe what we're going through right and then you hear a story and you're like that's me yeah so it reveals who we are but most importantly it reveals who god is sometimes it's hard to figure out how do i understand god i can't see him i can't touch him how do I understand him? Right. And these stories open these ways. And so when Jesus told these stories, what he was saying is this is how God feels about you. And it's just, there's something about hearing it that makes it connect, which is why the story of the prodigal son, like you were talking about yeah. is, I mean, it's, it's kind of the story. So let's, let's go, let's dissect that a little bit. Uh, I don't know how far are we continuing that next week? So no, it'll no, be a brand new story next okay, week. Okay, so no each, spoilers. Each week, no spoilers. Okay. Each week's a new story. So, so let's dissect that, yeah. the, the whole, uh, as a whole. Maybe, uh, what do you call those notes? Uh, cliff notes. Cl- yeah, cliff notes. Cliff Maybe notes. we can do some cliff notes. It's old school. Yeah. That's a late 90s reference. <laughs> yes, cliff notes. Um, so it's a, it's a dad. We got two sons. Uh, I don't remember if, is, is there a whole family in that lives there in that big mansion of a house they don't really talk about it i guess you you can assume so but we know for sure there's two things so and then the son realizes one day he wakes up one day and says i want out of here how do i get out of here oh that's right i need my dad's inheritance and when you say that you say dad i want my inheritance that's basic basically what you're telling your dad is i hope i wish you were dead so i can take your money now Mm mm-hmm Yep, that's the way it was culturally back then. You didn't get your inheritance until your dad died. Yeah. So that was a pretty disgraceful thing. And the dad could have slapped him in the face and said, go back to your room, you selfish little boy. But he didn't. The dad gave him his inheritance. And then a kid, we'll call him a kid, now goes out into the town and he has all this money. And if, 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 <laughs> if you're a kid or an adult that has a kid or somebody that knows somebody with 
all of a sudden all this wad of cash in their pocket. What do you think they do with that? Um, I've seen it happen firsthand. I have my son. He's a great son. Uh, he got his first job, got his first paycheck. And uh, uh, that paycheck blew by pretty quickly. Gone. Uh, gone. Um, it wasn't on, investing in the stock market. It was definitely not investing um, <laughs> because there's no return on investment of what he purchased. So definitely not investing. So it was yeah. all fun and games. Um, so he did that. He blew his money. And then at, back in the day, what happens when you blow your money? Yeah, you get nothing. And so he was just, a, you know, he was poor and he's living on the street. And he actually ended up selling himself off as a slave. And his job was feeding pigs. And you know, it's bad because at one point he's so hungry and so desperate, he actually longs for the trash that the pigs are eating. And that's, that, if you want to know if you're rock bottom, that's how you know if you're that's rock it. bottom is that when you realize that you're eating trash and you're okay with it. And that's where he was. So he went from having everything to having absolutely nothing. nothing. And then that's when you come into the realization um, to, you know, if, if I were him, I would go back home groveling at my feet. And actually, that's what he did. And then at that moment in time, <laughs> what, what does your parent normally do? Mm. My, if I would have been brought home from being gone or running away from home and police brought me back, my mom would have slapped me down, um, taken a belt or whatever it is they did back in the day to spank you and, and say, don't ever do this again. This hurts me more than it hurts you. I love you <laughs> as they're spanking you. Yeah. But prodigal son dad, yeah. He did, he did the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the question. That was the question we posed. Like, what, what, is, God's, what is God's reaction to our rejection? Because that's really what happens. And anything we want more than we want God, we are rejecting God. Yeah. And so with all the audience at the edge of their seat wondering, how does God react to us when we reject his love? Jesus says that the Father runs to the Son and embraces him and forgives him, he restores him, and, um, and in so doing, he shares with us the heart of God, that despite how many times we reject him, he forgives us, he takes us yeah. back, he loves us, he makes us clean. So let's back up a little bit. So, you know, he has a brother, right? Yeah. So at the time, um, what do you think the brother was thinking or was going through at that point in time? Yeah. Um, like before he left? Yeah. Was it like a good riddance or was it like, no, Johnny, stay here. You need to stay home. We love you. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we didn't get into the brother today in our talk with the students, but that's the whole other side of the story. Cause there is two sons, but I would imagine he was like, you know what? Just go, man. I'm sure that he heard this brother talk every day about how he wishes he could be on his own and he wishes he could leave and all this. And I bet he was just tired of it. He was yeah. like, just go. Just chase after me. Get out of here. Yeah. And then he leaves. And sometime later, you know, he's chilling with his dad. He's doing what his dad says, working on stuff, doing stuff, running stuff. And then out of the corner of his eye, he sees his dad running and hugging his brother that just left. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, you got to be kidding me. Mm. 
Yeah. No way is he coming back right now. <laughs> and no way is my father running to hug him. Yeah. Maybe running to clothesline him. Get out of here. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. But no. Yeah. And, and, and that's the other side of the story, that the, that the brother... The brother has to come to terms with the fact that yeah. the broken son came home and was restored. He did everything wrong and yet was made right. Yeah. And so what do you do when you're in that moment when you're making everything right? You're doing all the right things, right? And that, the brother had to deal with that. And, and then we have to deal with that. We have to deal with that in our relationships with people outside of this place and inside of this place. Yeah. Because we have to respond the way the father responds to the broken. Yeah. So the people outside of this place, you know, there's a question that poses, that's posed here that says, what message do you send others by the way you treat them? Mm-hmm. Um, first thing that comes to my mind is, is the word self-righteous. Like, oh, you should not be in here because you have ripped up jeans or, you know, you, you sh- like, thanks for coming today, but why don't you come back next week with a tie on? Mm. You know, for some reason, those those are simple things, but those things come to my mind. But being being on the other side of that, like, I feel like I'm not wanted there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, that's why the story is so important. And it's a very controversial story because. When Jesus tells it, there's religious people and there's sinful people in the room. And what he's saying is it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or where you're at right now. Um, You don't have to be fixed to be found. Jesus will take you the way you are right now. Yeah. And that's that's a hard thing for people that do the right things. Yeah. Um, That's why I love... uh, uh, Actually, it's funny. I'm bringing it up. I don't even know the full phrase but our church's motto about just coming as you are Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you are um you can experience life change through jesus christ doesn't doesn't matter who you are what you are or what's happening or the mistakes you've made before it you can experience life change through jesus christ yeah because you're not always going to be the brother that makes the right decisions matter of fact even the brother that's making the right decision wasn't even making the right decisions. He, he was just as sinful as his brother who lost all his things because his heart was filled with anger and you know, hatred and jealousy towards his brother. And, uh, and and to me, those are the, I think those are the more dangerous things sometimes because they're hidden, yeah. right? So on the outside, you look like you've got it all together, but on the inside, you're kind of falling apart. And with the one brother, at least you knew what you were dealing with out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's crazy, if you read through the whole story, the father shows the same love and compassion to both sons. Yeah. Because both sons are actually wrong. And, um, you know, at the end, he says, you know, all that matters is that we're together. And, and we just got to be reminded of that. All that matters is that we're together. That as those of us who represent Christ, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. And when we reach out to people and love people and listen to people and pursue people, all that matters is that you get here and work together. That's what matters. Yeah. So when, when they get here and work together, you know, sometimes they feel like, you know, they've had a lot of mistakes mm. and, it's, you know, lightning's going to strike or fires, something's going to burst into flames or something mm. like that. So what, you know, what do we need to do to make sure that they feel welcomed, loved? Mm-hmm. I think we just need to be first and foremost um, understanding, uh, and 
we need to be loving. Yeah. You know, it doesn't cost anything to be kind to somebody and to treat somebody like a person. And um, if we just would treat people the way Jesus treats us and treated other people, you know, we, we talked about this, I think, in one of the other podcasts. But, you know, Jesus, I mean, he hung out with some just real sinful people. Yeah. You know, when you look for Jesus, that's where he was. And um, everybody had a chance with Jesus. Everybody. Yeah. Whether you were the elite or the bottom, whether you were healthy or sick, uh, whether you were sinner or saint. It doesn't matter. Everybody had a fair shot at Jesus. Yeah. And, and I think people should have a fair shot with us. That's good. Um, here's a final question. And we can kind of hit on this for a little bit. Uh, how, can, how can the way we see people change the way we treat them? Yeah. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah. How can, the, how can the way, way we see, see people, people change the way we treat them? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, someone told this to me when I was younger. I never forgot it. But, you know, in order to know where someone's going, you got to know where they've been. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. Everybody's been through something, right? Yeah. And so if we could just take time and get to know someone's story, I think that would drastically affect the way that we see them and treat them. You know, we say this a lot on floor one, but hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody's acting out, there's a good chance that it's because something happened to them. And if we could just take some time to get to understand them better, I think we wouldn't get so caught up with some of the crazy stuff that people do. I think we would would breathe a little bit and go, hey, this is a person. And um, the God of the universe loves them, gave his life for them. And when the God of the universe looks at this person, he looks and sees that this is a child that he gave his life for, and, and we're no different than them. And we should, uh, we should be patient and, and loving and kind, and we should take some time to just listen to people's stories. Right. We don't do that enough. We just, we just make judgments about people, and we, uh, you know, it's the whole thing. You, know, you should never judge a book by its cover. I'm talking about stories. It's a good analogy to say because, man, you don't know. Not only do you not know what someone's been through, but man, you don't know what somebody's capable of. There might that's, be somebody you're writing off that could change the world if you just gave them a chance. That's huge. That's huge. Um, there's been, yeah, there's been multiple accounts of that already. Um, just some of the media and some, um, you know, in local towns that, you know, they never gave anybody a chance, but finally they let them do something. They were... Uh, they ran the the city or the town or they became a principal or they mm-hmm. became, you know, they let them, you know, have these things and now look at them. They thrive in those areas because they they were given that chance by someone who got a chance to look at them or get to know them mm-hmm. and not judge them by, you know, their cover. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. And, you know, praise God that that Jesus, you know, he gives us that grace and that mercy. Yeah, because we definitely don't deserve it. And, you know, that was one of the things we said to the students today. And we just want to say to those watching at home, uh, you know, we don't know where you're at right now. We don't know what you're doing. Um, But we do know this, that you are worth finding. And, uh, you know, Jesus is is crazy about you. He gave his life for you. And and I think some of us, we just need to stop running and we just need to let God catch us. Yeah. And just bring us back in um, because uh, you do not have to be fixed to be found. Exactly. That, that's good news for somebody today. Yeah. And actually, we're, we're at time, but uh, 
I definitely appreciate that because that's we all need to hear that, you know. Mm-hmm. So speaking of time, um, we are always open for you guys to come down. So if you are a student um, uh, at North Parker Drive Baptist Church is where we meet on floor one uh, at nine o'clock, eleven thirty. Um, if you are an adult and you're like, well, I'm not a student, duh, yeah, you can come too. Uh, we promise nothing. We won't let anything burn up <laughs> or pop into flames or anything like that. Church, has, church, church has on fire. I'm running out. So yeah. <laughs> I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we'll, well, you're welcome here too. So come on down. Yeah. So other than that, you know, we appreciate, appreciate you guys listening to us as we kind of um, fumble through these uh, podcasts as I'm doing with my words. But um, hopefully, you know, there's something in this that you can take away. And uh, if you want to continue the conversation, yeah, we'll love, we love to find you on social media anywhere. We have an Instagram, a uh, uh, Facebook, um, and a Twitter um, that we're running, you know, all kinds of conversations on. So mm-hmm. we'd love to see you there. Yep, absolutely. You guys have a great week. All right. Thanks. And cut, I think. Oh, man, I forgot to hit record. Just kidding. <laughs>